Welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast where we talk about life's big stories. From breakups and breakdowns to icky secrets and happy endings, it's the stuff that makes us human. I'm your host, Hannah Harvey. I'm a writer and a parenting blogger at mumsdays.com. That's M-U-M-S-D-A-Y-S.com. I'd be really grateful if you could subscribe and leave a review because it basically means more people can find the podcast. And I also really love hearing from you. So please do contact me through Instagram at Mumsdays with any of your stories really and, and, you know, how you relate to the episode or even questions that you may want answering. You can find all the details from this episode in the show notes. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Happily Ever After. It's me, Hannah, and today I'm joined by my lovely Claire. Hi, Claire. Hi, good morning. A good summery morning as well this morning. Thank goodness summer's returned. I know. I can't tell because I'm sat in the studio and it's like a little cupboard, but equally I was in the sun this morning because I saw the sunrise. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Northeast coast forever. I love it. Yeah. And it's nice. It's getting a bit later. So I didn't, I think it didn't come up till 5.15. So it felt like that okay. extra 15 minutes was quite spacious. Yes, yeah, <laughs> 15 minutes. That's so nice. <laughs> oh, so Claire Venus was on the podcast a few weeks ago. and We were catching up on like, well, it, our entire lives because we'd never met before. <laughs> Um, but you were sharing things about like how you met your husband and your kind of manifesting journey and all of the interesting, like millions of different projects that you work on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought it'd be fun to reconnect because like we have never stopped being in touch ever since. But just I know you've got a whole bunch of new projects going on, but you're also managing like the summer holidays. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're definitely, it's that juggle space, isn't it? And I had a really clear intent from for the summer and the balance of it all. And it all went out the window because I missed one of my own deadlines. The kids were both ill on the last week of term. They had a really nasty virus. So like missed days of nursery and school. And then it just all spilled into summer. So it feels like even nine summers into being a mum, I'm still like doing this thing of going, yes, we're on track. It's all going to work. And then it's still slightly chaotic and slightly, you know, there's opportunities like there is with all, you know, all seasons in your business, but it's made me kind of go, okay, every week's a new week. Like today's Monday, what's happening this week, rather than think it's all ruined and I need to start again next year. So yeah, very much leading with that intent. What's happening this week? What are we doing when? How can I fit in grocery shops? All that sort of mum stuff. Yeah. So in my head, when we were starting the summer, I was like, right, Claire's got the whole summer off. Was that your intention? Yeah, so it was my super busy. (laughs) Yeah, so it was my intention to have the whole summer off, but I booked, I think it was six days of nursery and holiday club for the kids. So me and Dave could go to the spa, we could have some writing time together. Like I don't necessarily class writing as work because it's just like my heart centered path. I just like love to show up and write. So I was like, I'll do some writing, I'll sort the house out, you know, all of that sort of thing. And then I I, I just had this calling really to take up more space following a call with an amazing coach who I know you know. And I was like, oh, wait, like putting everything down is not what I need to do right now in this season because I'm such a summer baby. Like I was born in August. So every summer 
basically like you know in the lead up to solstice i'm full of energy and after solstice i'm full of energy up until about sort of october time and then it, i just kind of go very wintry and hibernatory and all of that sort of stuff so i just had this calling to set up this new space on substack and to make more space more expansion for what i was talking about and teaching about on there so i kind of jumped, jumped into that and it was like it was a bit of a thrill, to be honest, because I was breaking all of my own rules. But you know, when you feel so aligned to do something, it none of that matters. You're like, okay, I've just, I've got to do this. I'll find a way. So it was like the early mornings and weaving it all in. And Dave, my husband, being an amazing cheerleader for all that. And I actually have outsourced some stuff for the first time. So I was working on a big funding deadline for the like the end of the school term. I missed it because of the kids being ill, but I also got some amazing feedback from a professional fundraiser that does it full time. I only do it part time. And I was like, have you got time to finish this for me? Because I just feel like it's so heavy and weighty and I just want to be light and free and, you know, like be out with the kids and like pick the last of the raspberries and like notice what's going on in the garden, you know, so I just had to rejig things really and like say outsource and be okay with that and feel held by that that decision you know mm-hmm. are we allowed to talk about who you spoke to yeah yeah absolutely uh-huh. yeah Good. so it's, in, it's interesting <laughs> isn't it because there was when we were first getting to know each other after the last podcast there was this affiliate competition going on with a coach that we both love an Australian person called Leonie Dawson they are absolutely amazing. They're an illustrator. They've made kind of millions of pounds in this gorgeous, spacious business that they run around homeschool and chronic health and all this sort of stuff. They're just a real character. And yeah, so I jumped into their business school for a year and I said about it to you, Dana Hannah, and like a few other people I was talking yes, about it online. But I'd already so- done a whole bunch of their um, online programs. So particularly things like the things that are sticking out to me about the fact that you went on this call with her and you had one intention and then you went on with her and it was like, okay, I'm going to have to act on this. Um, Leonie's got um, one of their uh, online courses. It's like super short, but it's all about like just getting stuck in when you've got momentum. So if you had had that call with Leonie, got all excited and then put it down, you know, for the summer, because that was your intention, you wouldn't have then done half of the stuff that you needed to do. Like you have to sometimes just ride the fucking wave when you've got that like drive. Yeah, and I definitely wasn't showing up for myself. Like I was playing really small um, and I could feel that, you know, and when I spoke to them, I was like, oh, okay, this this is where I'm tripping myself up. I could see that. So, so I won the affiliate competition, which enabled me to have this call with Leonie and Hannah was the last person to buy her through my affiliate link for the business school, which must have tipped me into the like prize slot. So then there were all of these like ping, 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 ping. That (laughs) happened. I woke up and I was in the middle of the night and was like, I've forgotten something. What is it? Have I forgotten? (laughs) So I clicked on my phone saw Leonie's link and I was like that's it that's what I need to do and I went on and I literally signed up with 30 seconds to go so that's weird alignment for sure 
absolutely incredible and you said that to me didn't you and then now you can check the names of the people who bought through your affiliate on the dashboard and obviously it's not doesn't give like their full names whatever name they signed up with and there's your name as like the last name and I was like oh that is so bonkers <laughs> so yes so won this call and Leone only accepts coaching calls at 4am our time or 9.30pm our time so I had a choice, right? So it's either try and like sneak out of the bedroom while Luna's asleep in the morning or do the same in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not, I don't know, like my brain isn't as on fire in the evenings. I don't feel I'm very articulate. Like I just feel very like, okay, I'm done for the day. Like I'm oh, productive during the day. And then, I'm like, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, I am it's done. It, that's it. Yeah. And it's enough decision making, like all of that stuff, the, the mental load of motherhood and all of the things. And I was like, OK, so it's the 4 a.m. That's fine. That's clear. But then that was the, the week the kids got the virus. So I sort of tiptoed out of the bedroom, like about quarter past three, just started my morning routine like I ordinarily would, like getting a coffee, putting the fairy lights on. And then Luna started screaming. And I was like, oh, no. So went back in, settled her down. Her dad had got into bed with her, so she felt really secure. Tiptoed out again, and then literally 20 to 4, screaming again. And me and David already talked about what if this happens, because she's such a little wild woman. You need, like, a backup plan, and then another backup plan after that. Yeah. So he'd already said, look, I'll put her in the car, I'll take her to the beach. So literally two minutes to four, by the time I got her sort of dressed and sorted and tried to get him a cup of tea, so at least he had something... Two minutes to four, the car pulled off the drive, off they went down to the beach, which is like 10 minute drive from us. That's fine. I mean, slightly bonkers, but the sun was coming up. You well, know, exactly. it was like middle of the night, sort of, but sunrise ish. Yeah. And then I sat back down to my laptop, turned on Zoom, went online at one minute past four. And I was like, oh, I feel like one minute late for Leone. And then obviously got a sight of myself, sort of just like in my pajamas. I'd pulled a cat. I hadn't thought about like what to wear or anything, but I was just having like a lovely coaching call at like four. Leonie wouldn't care. She didn't care. But you know when you just like, oh, oh hi Claire, hi. <laughs> I'm here. I've made it. Please give me a medal. <laughs> that's what it was like so that was our first meeting but obviously wow. it's weird online isn't it because I feel like I know them I know her really really well mm-hmm. and I don't you know I know what is presented what is presented in the calls how she shows up you know I teach it's all that but I felt like I was speaking to somebody that I knew and it was really quickly clear this was new like this this is a new relationship right so yeah. I always find that so interesting you know when you've got to you feel like you've got to know someone online and then you're like oh no no here they are like this is us like looking at each other like connecting uh-huh. um so yes yeah, so it was it was lovely like I don't feel like ugh, there's loads in there where you think afterwards you know because at the end she's like have you got any questions for me and I sort of had one but I was like, you, you're so generous in everything that you share. I feel like I'm just working through like you. Like I've had a couple of courses. I've worked through them. I've ticked things off. I've like stalled a bit, you know, and gone back to them. Um, and I feel afterwards, of course, I've got loads more questions, but it's hard in the moment, isn't it? Especially when you're sort of processing information at 4 a.m. and your nervous system's had a bit of a shock. So, yeah, yeah but I mean, it was brilliant. I'm so, so grateful. And then literally as I as I ended the call a link to book podcast um 
sessions with her came through and so I just jumped straight on and so like booked a podcast session which we did together last week so that was like a massive up level like even six months ago there's no way I would have clicked that link you know I would have been like oh no that's not for me like I won't be doing that and I just thought no I am (laughs) I really need to join the affiliate for some of these people because I love them so much it's like why would I not it's so easy to do yeah it's really mm-hmm. worth it as well because it's she's so generous with the affiliate so it's 50 percent, right so so a payment of 500 pounds went into my paypal for sharing my affiliate link twice and then obviously i won the competition as well so i won this coaching call Which with is them worth and like then a thousand pounds plus right and she doesn't she doesn't yeah. even offer coaching sessions no. so it's like money can't even buy that. Like it was just the most incredible run of events. And I'm so grateful to you for pressing that button because I was in second place before that, right? And they kept emailing saying, oh, you know, Venus, because I'm like, yes, darling. I didn't didn't know it was me. And I was like, wait, is Venus me? Like I'm Venus, is that me? Like, you know, because you just think this person has tens of thousands of people that they plug into that can't possibly be me and then I think about five emails in I was like I think <laughs> and it was me so, so yeah good. I'm still waiting amazing. for my other gift that you promised me. oh yes I know which that was second place so we haven't got it Hello, what we're we gonna do oh, well no. I google it now and see where you get such a thing Am I allowed to say what it was you were going to send me? Yeah, 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 yeah. So apparently second prize for um, affiliates was a crystal dildo. And Claire was like, if I get it, it's yours. And I'm like, okay, thank you. That's the main reason I woke up at 2 a.m. I think think I've forgotten. Oh. Crystal dildo! (laughs) (laughs) Coming through the post. I think it was rose quartz. I might have made that up, but I'm like, it was a very fancy. Sounds very beautiful, doesn't it? A beautiful object, I'm sure. Absolutely. So funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so so that's been happening. And then obviously, there's a whole load of spill out and kind of taking up space in our queen energy, which we talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. And then that has meant that I have built this whole new space to take up space, which has felt less terrifying than anything I've ever done more aligned than anything I've ever done but still has come with some issues and problems so you know you kind of realize in taking up space sometimes people don't like that you know that's that's part of it isn't it and that's probably Mm. what I've been frightened of and probably what I've been holding back from oh that's what you're afraid that people aren't going to like it when actually probably they're like oh great Claire's shown up to show us how to do tell us what it is you're doing it's something to do with Substack yeah, so on my Substack, I originally joined Substack to talk about everything that was going on behind the scenes with Dave's health. So my husband had long COVID, but he was sick before he got COVID. So there was this whole catalogue of things that was going on on following the trajectory of my daughter's birth because I had COVID and he had COVID the week she was due. So gave birth to her alone. And then this kind of whole spiritual awakening happened because we were just plunged into the dark, you know? So we were like, okay, like, this is really difficult. We were censored on social media. So you couldn't use the word COVID. Like it just wouldn't be shown to your people or it would be taken down from Instagram stories. So there was this really kind of weird space of like, I need to speak about this, but my friends are sick of hearing about it, really. You know, we've all got our own lives and we've all got our own things going on. And I just needed a space to kind of go, 
this is really intense. And there was like a writery voice, like there was a there was a poetic beauty in what I wanted to say, I felt. So I thought, right, I'll just do that on Substack. And nobody knew me over there. So it was really just me having a container to write. And then as I spent less time on social media and more time on Substack, which is like, if you're not familiar, it's like a blog mailing list hybrid. And I'd always had this idea of building up more people on my mailing list, but I'd never really succeeded. I think I had about 300 people on my MailChimp mailing list and I emailed them every month and it was gorgeous. But Substack was this other opportunity to build connection and a social network at the same time as building your email address and your email addresses up. So it was like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. That's a nice part of it. I wonder how that works. And so over the last sort of 15, 16 months, I've been experimenting with different types of content. So I do content for paid subscribers, which is like behind the scenes of my business and kind of more personal stuff. And then I've been showing up and sharing Substack tips just as I learned them. Mm -hmm. I realized that people were like, oh, I don't really get how you do this. And I'm not sure about this. And can I do this? So it was part about taking up space, which was the journey that I was on, part about staying creative and using it in a new way. So throwing away the social media rule book and just showing up and using it as a blog if you wanted to, as a mailing list tool if you wanted to, just whatever you wanted. And there's video and podcast on there as well. And then it was part about, okay, like if I can blend, and this is what I struggle with as a multi-hyphenate, if I could blend what I do professionally with what I'm really enjoying through my own kind of creative strand, like what would that look like and so that's what the substack space ended up being the teaching space so I sent an email every week called stay creative on substack unpacked some some tips shared some other substackers that were doing beautiful things and then in the call with Leone they were like wait this you, you sound really into this I was like I'm so into it people can just take up so much more space on the internet Instagram has an algorithm there lots of spaces have an algorithm there's no algorithm on substack so it means People see that content, people sign up to them. That feels really nice. There's just so much generosity there. Um, so yeah, a few questions later, and I realized like I was one of the only people teaching about Substack on Substack at that time. And I was definitely the only, the only person saying it's for creatives as well as writers. So this imposter syndrome that was showing up around, no, wait, isn't it just for writers here? Well, that's how it started. But now there are people who can write and want to write and want to, you know, enhance their writing craft that are reading here, that are creating here, that are podcasting here, that have things to say. And so it was really my permission slip back to the entire Internet to say, you know, you can do this like I'm doing it and I'm not a writer like I can write, but I'm, that's not my profession. You know, I haven't published books in that way. So that was really well received. And then I set up Sparkle on Substack, it's called, um, which it was really, it was really obvious what to call it. You know, after the call again, I was like, what? oh, okay. Like I'm allowed to say that at first I was like, wait, people will be confused. They'll like, they'll be like, what does she mean? And then I just thought, well, they'll only be confused for a minute. And then they'll be in the inner fold, reading all the stuff and they'll know exactly what I mean by Sparkle on Substack. And it's that, it's about taking up space and taking up our space in magic and creativity and at this time in our lives when this opportunity exists away from an algorithm really mm. and you're going to have a podcast and just all sorts of great stuff 
Yeah, so I'll do, the cadence has been working well with the Friday emails. So I'll do the Friday emails. I've got my members, so they pay for a little bit more. So we do co-working together and I do like um, sharing around how they can get the most from the platform. So I'll do like screen shares with them and I'll do audits for them. And then we have like a little chat group that I'm on four days a week so they can ask questions about Substack and like how to do things. So I've got them set up already and that's been going well. And then the podcast, yeah, so... Leonie is the second podcast in line. I did a little introduction and then I've got one episode to record that's just to put a solo episode and then Leonie's episode will come out. And we just talk about, in that, we just talk about taking up space online. They don't use Substack, but it doesn't matter. Like they are an amazing example of taking up space. And even that congruence, when I jumped on the call and said, do you want me to run through the questions I was going to ask? no <laughs> just, just press record I'm all good I was like all right yeah yeah it's fine um, and there oh, was the so many way, beautiful honestly. shares yeah there are so many beautiful shares like that where you realize Leonie does not second guess herself like mm. it's just none of that like and that's I can learn a lot from that like I'll never be Leonie and I don't need to be but I think there's a craft in just being able to go whatever I'm being guided to share is already enough. I don't have to like overthink it or sit on it for days on end. Like I can just be called to show up, show up, write something, post it. And then that's that. I don't know if that like connects with how you work, Hannah, and your process. Oh, it's the only way I want to work. Yeah. Like if I yeah. could just be paid to turn up and give my opinion on things. <laughs> Tell some stupid stories. You heard it right here. All over it. <laughs> someone will pay you for that surely someone will pay you for that you've got loads to say yeah (laughs) we need that on the vision board that I really need this is the thing about Substack that I love which the thing that puts me off is that I've already invested in something else and Mm -hmm. I think having Mm -hmm. had a little sneak peek of what Leonie has to say is that she's already got the blog and she's got like the behind the scenes so I'm like I love the idea of Substack um from the idea of it being a better version of Instagram. Mm-hmm. But what I think is the best thing about Substack is it's completely accessible to everyone. Yeah. So friends of mine who have maybe lost a child or a husband or um, are going through recovery or all of these different things that they're trying to share um, to help them process what they're going through that's like an amazing place to do it isn't it I think I think so and also your audience like come with you so I feel like on Instagram when I pivoted away from all of the creativity island for mum stuff in the pandemic like I lost a lot of people so that for me that was always a project right it was a time limited project but I think that's hard for people because they've come on that journey with you and then obviously Luna grew up the project finished and I was doing other things and there was like a disconnect so I've been really careful on Substack to be like I do this but then I've also got this to share and I think that it's working you know it's just a it's a more spacious place to do that and with the podcast element of it I just do voice notes so I don't have them professionally produced or anything but they were getting a lot of downloads. So rather than looking for comments or likes or anything, I just was looking at those downloads and going, oh, okay, people are listening. Like people are curious to listen. And that again felt really nice because on Instagram stories, my views had gone right down. Like they used to be, you know, two, 300 from my like 3000 
followers on there and then they went down to like 40 50 and you're going well then it's gone like I've said what I wanted to say and I've taken up time to do it and then it's gone so I think with Substack it feels more evergreen and it feels like you can just craft what you want to say in the time that you want to say it and then take your audience along with you Oh, I'm always a bit like, oh, do I do it? Do I jump in? I know. I have set one up since we last spoke. And I think, and you know, there's so many ways with it. So the mentor that I'm going to chat with who works with professional writers, she reached out and she was like, I love what you're doing with Sparkle on Substack. Can we chat? And I was like, we absolutely can chat. And I'm going to book a call with you, like pay pay her for a call. She helps people serialize their novels or fiction books and there's a whole host of writers who she helps that are doing incredible things around serialization so taking the audience on a journey either in front of or behind the paywall and then at the end they get to like have the novel somehow so that would be either sent in the post and they'd already paid like paid for it through paid subscriptions or they get like a preview of it like a print proof there's all of these really cool ways that she's been helping writers with that and that's a whole other world that I didn't know about and I think with writers you know there's a there's a whole load of honesty around how it works how the publishing industry works on Substack which was a lot of the first stuff that I followed so people talking about the money side of it the process how it feels to have a book out in the world how they feel around that like writer agent publisher relationship and that was what I was really curious about not necessarily for now but just because I've self-published two books right so I've self-published two well-being and creativity journals and that felt really right to do but I've always been curious around well maybe after I kind of get to the fifth one this is something that I want to pitch to publishers and how does that work and is it more of a stationary thing so that's my curiosity and I'm really enjoying reading about it all I mean who knows where it'll go Mm. well speaking of journals the other thing I thought we could kind of end on is because we're moving from summer holidays um, and all the the difference in pace of life and then back into like that do you remember when you used to go and get a new notebook and a new pencil case and just that new year vibe of going back to school so Um, nice Uh, But it's also quite daunting. It's like, oh, God, Mm. right, September to December, what am I going to do with my life? How am I going to make it really count? And I just Mm. thought you would be the perfect person to maybe give us some advice about how to sort of approach kids going back to school and getting back into routines if you've got any little journal yeah and I love that that intent around that fresh page like that invitation to a fresh new page whether it's in January or September or whenever you choose to do it and with my clients we always do this thing around chapters of the year so January to March would be a chapter and then we go on like that in three month blocks so this September through to sort of December is like that slightly longer chapter for me because we know December is going to come and Christmas is going to have its own energy so it's like okay so September October November what does that look like yeah it's sort of separate isn't (laughs) it and I think for me 
because Luna's birthday is in December, I'd already made that decision. I'm going to celebrate it with her a month earlier because it's it's just so intense, isn't it? We know it's going to be like that. So however you organize Christmas, it's like you need to just clock it there because it's either going to sneak up on you or you're one of these that gets everything like sorted and wrapped by the 1st of November or whatever. People do different things already. Oh, oh, wow. Bought oh, wow. and wrapped, yeah. She helps me wrap my presents. That's one of the so things she I love, Does she love wrapping presents? She I loves outsource, it, yeah. but she, um, yeah. you know, it's like just a bit of extra income. Last year, she'd had a knee replacement, so she couldn't do her oh. usual work. And she was like, oh, I'm going to gift wrap. And I'm like, oh, my God. So This good. is a gift to myself. So it so meant good. by the 1st of December, I'd got everything, given it to her, and she'd wrapped it all for me. Yeah. It's like the yeah. most organized I've ever been. Wow, that must have felt really nice. It was really like, a and genuinely... also quite a, a nice surprise for you. Like, you know, when you see people open them, you're like, "What's that again? <laughs> what did you get?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, forget, forget. No, I um, took photos. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, so, aside from Christmassy stuff, I think that energy of autumn, especially here in the UK, it is such a beautiful energy around everything turning inwards and the colours changing and we're invited to get our wellies on and go out for walks in the woods and just soak up that last bit of energy that from the sunlight that we get before it goes dark and I think that there are loads of different ways to approach it I think that for me and Hannah knows this like I love a big A3 sheet of paper so taking up space again that theme of taking up space and getting an A3 pad just from like WH Smith or Wilco's or somewhere and just get out some felt tips from the kids or some sharpies or whatever you've got and just have a little think about okay like what what for September to feel really good to me as a mum, what do I need to put in place? So maybe that's some more solo days, some solace, a spa days, like, you know, listing all of the kind of obvious big things. But maybe there's something every day that you can just do, like a little ritual for yourself, because it is very intense. Like my son will have a massive wobble the first couple of weeks of term. I'll be in tears. He'll be in tears. I know that. So there's no good me planning, right, when they get back to school, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I could potentially, but I also need to make space for some big emotions in the family. So I'll be I'll be breaking it up like that for September and just making more space for what everybody needs. Because I think when we do that, it all goes a little bit better. Like, so we do this Sunday check-in as a family, like what, what's everyone got on this week? What does everybody need more of? And it's such a simple invitation, but it always works. And I always need more alone time. Always, <laughs> always. That's what I need more than anything. Um, and I don't think I would have had that before the kids. I just, you know, I, I was very much a people person. I like to be around people a lot. And now I really like my own company. It's a very <laughs> so, different energy. Being yeah. around people is different to being around mm. your children who physically yeah. want to be touching you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like one yeah. will want your attention. And as soon as it's that one has got it, the other one can sixth sense they are like they're in another room hang on she's talking to my brother yeah, yeah I must yeah. go in there and make sure she talks to me yeah yeah and I think because Luna's got such a lot to say now and my son like it's it's different with my son like he is very independent but st he's still little you know they're, yeah. st they're just little so I guess making space for that and 
everything that they need. So I did this, the school uniform shop before the summer holidays. So everybody's sorted for that just because, you know, Marks and Spencer's have that like deal on and it's in all the supermarkets. And I learned this from other mums. I think, you know, there's this like amazing mum wealth of wisdom that actually we think we need to know it all and learn it all. But if you ask, like, how do you manage that? And how do you organize that? Like, people are really happy to help, aren't they? So, yeah, I learned that tip. And it really helps me that everything's just there and sorted uniform-wise. And then, yeah, I think embracing the rest of the summer and then just taking up more space around what everybody needs so that the family dynamic works and, you know, we're not thrown into chaos and stuff. Um, and yeah, I think for me, it's quite open work-wise. Like I had a real strong plan for the first part of the year and then I wanted to have this spacious summer and then I'm really open to see what spacious summer plugs into autumn. So we'll see, watch this space, eh? Well, you created the space for summer and it immediately got filled with Leonie yeah. and <clears throat> Substack, yeah. spark, Sparkle on Substack. And yeah. So it just goes to show that if you actually plan to have space, the chances are it'll get filled with something really fucking cool <laughs> yeah yeah I love that I love that and I think there's still always work to do around when you say yes and when you pause on things like we organized this relatively last minute didn't we but for me it was like I absolutely want to talk to Hannah on the podcast like that would be so glorious to do so just a quick ask of the husband and then here we are and it's been so nice oh well thank you so much Claire I really appreciate it you're so welcome as always I'll be able to go away and process again I think last time it took me nearly like the whole day after we spoke to be like <laughs> I don't think it'll be I just feel like we were meant to meet at that time right like we it was really just were that was it for us like in terms of your connection with the ocean and everything else that was going on behind was the scenes starting. and then where like the queen stuff where it was like oh wait like are we doing this together let's do this together yeah lush well thank you so much you're so welcome <laughs> see you next time bye-bye all right then thank you so much for listening and i'll see you again next time for another episode of happily ever after with me hannah it would be amazing if you could leave a review and subscribe. And of course, if you've got a friend who might enjoy this episode, please do pass it on. For anything else, you can get in touch with me through Instagram at mumsdays or by my website, uh, mumsdays.com. And did you know that I've got a newsletter? So it's the best way to stay in touch and to make sure you don't miss any podcasts or any freebies or competitions that we're running. And again, you can sign up to that through the website.